Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today is... Friday? Friday, February 1st. Yes, indeed it is. <laughs> As you are no doubt aware, if you have listened to many of these loverly episodes, um, you will know that Fridays within the Liberal Cube is Fra Internet Day, in which, you guessed it, we talked about, we talked about, we talk about, we will talk about shit from the Fra-Hinternets. I weed through the flotsam and jetsam of things from the weeb, the worldwide weeb, and uh, bring it back here and talk about them. And hopefully you are entertained by my talking about them, but also I have sort of a secondary uh, goal as well, that you will go out and watch and listen and read and taste and smell the things that I bring back from the internet. How does that sound to you? Good? I'm gonna just assume you uh, said good and move on from there. Today's sponsor is the most interesting man in the world's interest and loan. Once again, today's sponsor is the most interesting man in the world's interest and loan. Okay, let's jump by. Let's jump right in, perhaps, instead of jump. Uh, with item the first, which is a podcast. Huh. Talking about a podcast on a podcast. Who would have thunk it? Well, I would have, because I wrote it down, uh, probably about a week ago and planned to talk about it, so I did thunk it. The podcast in question or answer is Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, we brought it back quite a few times, and the reason being is that it is from the point of view of the podcast that sort of consistently gives me the most uh, actual laughings out louds. Uh, it is this one. So I like to bring it back. Uh, the other reason is the... Uh, the real guest, which I will explain in a minute, real and fake guest. The real guest was Mr. Billy Iker. Is it Iker? What did I think it was Iker? Billy Iker. Hmm. Not sure if I wrote that down right. Why do I think it's Billy Eichner? Not just Iker. Well, <laughs> what uh, you can do is uh, go on the Googles and uh, type in Billy on the street, and you will see Mr. Billy here in action, regardless of what his last name is. Billy on the street is, I believe it started as a uh, sort of a web series, as we call them here in the Liberal Cube, um, on the Funnier Die website. Pretty sure that's how he, how he started. He now has... Uh, converted that into a television program 
on um, some weird channel. He said it a couple times, but it, I don't think it was a channel I've ever heard of. Anyways, uh, it is where this guy, Billy, uh, a sort of um, flamboyantly gay dude, will go out into the streets. I believe it is of New York. Um, maybe he does other cities, but I think all the clips I've seen are, have been in New York. And uh, interviews people, random strangers, does uh, little mini game shows that the uh, the people can win prizes, and just is sort of in general very, very funny. The missus is a huge fan of this. I uh, sort of got her onto it, and uh, now she's hooked. And uh, I am as well, because he's, uh, he's a very, very funny dude, very quick, which... Um, you can tell, I think, when uh, you hear people talk to other people, whether they are sort of quick-witted, because uh, sort of random interviews with people on the street are obviously not scripted, so you need to be sort of quick on your feet, and I think, uh, I think he is, so I like it. Uh, this, actually, episode of Comedy Bang Bang, Bang Bang, had two real guests, the second being Mr. Reggie Watts, who comes in from time to time. He did the Comedy Bang Bang theme, um, and will occasionally come in and do a little uh, musical stuff for them. He uh, is pretty crazy in the music department. Um, music, unlike really anything I've heard, I recommend, as far as Mr. Reggie Watts goes that you listen to a TED Talk that he did. So, uh, smart and musical. Oh. Uh, Reggie Watts, TED Talk, have a boo at that. He is not there usually so much for the chatting and the, and the joking around. It's just sort of there. <laughs> Still, I like him. He's, a, he's a kind of an interesting looking dude, too. Just like a big black guy with a big black afro and Looks like he, he, he'd give you a good hug. <laughs> he looks like a hugger. Okay, so the fake guest, and uh, this will make sense when I tell you who it was, was Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman. Quite often, <laughs> it is not fake like this, as in something that obviously does not exist. I'm sorry to, to let you little kids know who are no doubt listening to this. I think my podcast obviously skews to a lot of the 9- and 10-year-olds. A lot of my listeners are 9- are and 10-year-old boys and girls. That is obviously not true. Normally on the show, when I say they have a fake guest, it'll be... Well, I'll use my favorite example, um, Cake Boss. Cake Boss. Or, like, Ice-T. Or uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. Or things of that nature. And it won't actually be them. It'll be someone doing an impression of them. Or one I just listened to uh, yesterday was Bill Cosby Bukowski, which is a guy doing a Bill Cosby impression. But for some reason, they have to put the last name Bukowski on the end of it. Um, so maybe they got in trouble from Bill Cosby for doing just Bill Cosby impression. I don't know. So, uh, as you can imagine, someone... Oh, it was uh, Matt Besser doing this Frosty the Snowman, uh, I don't know if impression is the right word, pretending to be Frosty the Snowman and saying some very, very crazy things. One thing in particular that they do on the show that I like to bring back 
is a little game called Would You Rather. Uh, yes. This was a strange one, and the first time they had ever done it, in that they threw out, I think it was four different Would You Rather scenarios that uh, the guest voted on. Normally it's just two. Uh, I only brought back two because I felt like four was too many, and they haven't done that since, and I can't imagine they'll do it again. It was just too many Would You Rather scenarios. My mind was in overload. So uh, the host, Scott Ackerman, will throw out two Would You Rather questions, Would You Rather This or This, uh, and then you will have to choose which one you would choose. <laughs> based on the questions you ask him, because there are things about these questions you just, you don't know. You do not know. And never assume. Never assume, and never ask a question before the floor is open for questions, and never, my God, never answer before the floor is closed. I am going to stop and get breakfast. Yes, and a coffee, no less. I will edit it out and come back with the two would-you-rather scenarios. That is like a little tease for you. I love a good tease. However, you don't know if I'm stopping to get a coffee and breakfast. I might be, um, let's say, stopping to do the New York Times crossword. Yes. And you know what? I don't do it in pencil. I don't even do it in pen. I do it in crayon. Editing. Editing. Uh, road again, uh, da, 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 road again. Well, uh, the lovely and sexy <clears throat> Jordan was the one who helped me yet again at Timmy Horton's there. I want to get it, so, and maybe I'll say this to her next time, that, like, I'll pull up to the window and be like, hi, Jordan, and she'll be like, hi, Jordan, and then we'll laugh every single time. That's my plan. Maybe next time. Okay. I teased you, and now I am going to fulfill on that tease. Would you rather uh, give a presidential concess concession speech uh, before every meal, or would you rather have Wes Anderson film uh, your film sex scenes every time you have sex? I don't know about you, but I don't really quite often know my directors by uh, what movies they directed, so I had to look up Wes Anderson, sad to say, because it turns out I've enjoyed a lot of his movies, including uh, Moonrise Kingdom, which, uh, funnily enough, we, uh, meaning I, reviewed on the podcast. I think I gave it a 5 out of 5, actually. I know I either gave it a 5 or a 4. Uh, Royal Tannenbaums, other very good one. Rushman. Rushman. Awesome. Uh, Life Aquatic. Awesome. He obviously is a big fan of using Bill Murray in movies, which also awesome. Hmm. Ah, pee, pee. Okay, so uh, I actually watched, watched, listened to two episodes of Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, the second being with Mr. Jeff Garland as the actual ghost. Which um, is interesting because uh, Jeff Garland has a new podcast. What? 
I think he's on episode two. So again, this is one of those, for me, kind of funny situations uh, in which he has done two podcasts, and I believe the podcast in which I am speaking right now, these words, is number 61. So I have much more podcast experience than him, therefore my podcast is like 60 times better, right? Right. Hmm. Jeff Garland, uh, if you do know, probably know him from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. He, did he do, yeah, a movie with um, Eddie Murphy called Daddy Daycare. He's a very funny dude. He, uh, it's funny, he has been on Doug Benson's podcast a lot, and Doug Benson always jokes how basically he will not shut up, and <laughs> he has troubles doing his podcast when Jeff Garland is on because he just talks and talks and talks. So really, what better person for a podcast than someone who talks a lot, right? I listened to uh, his first his first uh, episode, which was with none other than his good buddy, his good pal, Mr. Larry David. Awesome. Larry David, creator of Seinfeld. Larry David, creator of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which... Um, I might even go is better. I like better than uh, than Seinfeld. Huh. What do you think of them apples? Larry David has... Oh, shit. <laughs> you hear that salt hit the car? Uh, Larry David has kind of that awkward, socially awkward personality. I think him and David Letterman are very similar in that respect. Uh, kind of a little socially awkward... Uh, if had a choice, would probably never leave the house. So it was interesting to see him do this podcast, because I don't think he would have done it for just anyone. I think it's because they are buddies and pals. It kind of has, to me, the sort of uh, feel of how Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel are pals. Like, the it's just two super funny, super talented dudes who, in real life, are friends, and uh, something about that, I don't know, it just, uh, it amuses me, it uh, warms my cockles, and uh, I like it. The podcast was hilarious. Uh, It was his first one, it was done in front of some sort of audience, and just these two sitting around talking about shit is, for me, like a little slice of heaven. And is kind of reminds me of the reason that I love podcasts to such a degree that I, hell, decided to do my own. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, you know what? I was uh, meaning to talk about Jeff Garland's Comedy Bang Bang episode in which the fake guest was uh, Huel Hauser, who is voiced by Mr. Uh, is it James? I only wrote down his last name. I think it's James Edelman. Hauser, if you don't know, as I don't know, was a guy who did these little things on the news, I think it was, out in California, who recently passed away. Everyone out in California seems to be very sad over this fact. Adam Kroll brings him up on his podcast all the time. This was sort of the farewell to this impression. And uh, it was funny and sad, and <clears throat> he was one of my favorite impressions on Comedy Bang Bang. 
so he will be missed. What else will be missed? Me talking. Because I gotta go on to work and do eight hours of work. Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! 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 We are back! Back in action! Salt. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have a feeling this is not going to be a fun drive home. No, sir, E. Bob. It is coming down. The, uh, if you've listened to many of these podcasts, you will know I have to make a turn out of where I work that, uh, if I make it within, say, 30 seconds, I'm happy. That time, probably get near the five-minute mark. Not fun. And when I did make the turn, I did it uh, a little dangerously, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, whatever, you don't care. You're sitting at home in a, in a nice, cozy bed with a cup of hot chocolate um, with your loved ones curled around a fire. So put that fire out because your house will burn down, and then uh, continue listening to me talk about things from the fra internet. Yes, because it's fra internet day within the liberal cube. Uh, we're kind of slacking along a little bit. All I did this morning was what? Three podcasts? We have much, much more to talk about. However, um, because I'm going probably about half as fast as I normally do, uh, we have a little more time than normal as well. The silver lining to this drive home is that I have a long weekend ahead of me. So, um, normally, if I had to work tomorrow after a drive home like this, I would be not in the best mood, but right now, I'm not caring a huge hell of a lot. You feel me? Please, feel me. Uh, let's, uh, you know what, let's play the Q107... Uh, radio roulette and see if we get a song. Hey, why not? Janie's Got a Gun was the name of that song, which uh, I don't really feel like listening to, so I'm not going to. Let's consider that a win, I suppose. It was technically a song and not talking. However, we're going to move on to fry internet related stuff. Stuff such as Mr. Adam Carolla's 1,000th episode. By golly, that is a lot of episodes. He, uh, what is he, five a week, I guess? Is that uh, is that kind of the average? Yeah, uh, I think maximum five. You know what? He, like me, follows, I think, sort of the same, uh, the same schedule as far as podcasting, I'm pretty sure, in that uh, he does usually five a week, but if he doesn't do five, uh, it's, you know, no big deal. Here I am uh, in episode 61, so uh, a little ways to go before I reach uh, number 1,000. While we are sort of on the subject of number of episodes, um, looking for some ideas for episode 100, I have one 
that I think I will do if nothing better comes up. So, if you have any ideas that would uh, make sense in this podcast for uh, episode 100, feel free to email me in the address provided in the closing credits, which is maywood.jordan at gmail.com. So, uh, happy, pleasant surprise of his 1,000th episode was his guest, Mr. Ben Schwartz. I have spoken of Mr. Ben Schwartz in Fry Internet Day episodes, in uh, TV Tuesday episodes. Always, uh, whenever I talk about him, I have done so in a very favorable light. I think something that I've brought up before, but hey, since we're on the subject, do it again. The fact that I uh, made a prediction to the missus that Mr. Ben Schwartz will be the sort of next big thing in comedy. And uh, I think the fact that I am seeing him more and more in my search for, in my constant search for shits and giggles, uh, probably is a bit of an indication that he's uh, sort of catching on a little bit more, I hope, because he is just friggin' got the comedy timing of a, um, something with really good comedy timing, such as that was, (laughs) haha, yes, that was very good comedy timing, ing, good, Mm hmm, Okay, so uh, he was along for the ride. They didn't uh, do anything super crazy, spectacular, um, out of the ordinary, really. Uh, One thing they talked about is something that I'm curious about. Allison, one of the co-hosts with Adam, along with Bald Brian, uh, maybe co-host is a bit strong because... If you know anything about uh, Adam Crowell, you will know that if you are in a conversation with this guy who talks all day long, you may have difficulties occasionally getting a word in, because he is a talker. But that's why he gets paid. the uh, I assume big bucks, because he has a car collection, so there's got to be some sizable bucks. Yowza. These roads. Roads not fun. Shit, shit, shit. Going around a steep curve with a truck at my side. Not my favorite. Let's try to get past it. Okay, we're past it. Oh. She, Allison, spoke of her uh, book that is sort of, I think, not really a book, called What to Expect When You're Expecting. To me, it sounds more like it's just something that she's pretending is a book she's writing, and um, they'll kind of throw out chapter titles and uh, little snippets from the book. I don't think she's actually writing this book. It's just kind of a little funny thing she does. But the reason I think this something's weird about that is that the missus asked me uh, a couple of days ago if I wanted to see the movie, what to expect when you're expecting, which... So, uh, I don't know if they just took her idea, or she took someone else's idea, or what's going on here, 
what I told the missus is uh, no way in hell I want to see that movie. It looks like a horrible piece of garbage, and uh, you could not pay me to see a movie such as that. No offense to the makers of the movie. Uh, the other thing they did in this episode was something they do a lot of the time, so again, not sort of uh, going all out for the thousandth episode. They played a, a little game called What Can't Adam Complain About? He comes from a improv background, and uh, one of his mad skills is being mad at things. Mad skills at being mad, yes. Uh, so the audience will, you know, uh, yell out some things, and he'll try to complain about them. And I think, uh, although maybe not every time, quite often, whichever one he finds the most difficult, the person who yelled it out will get a prize. So, very fun. Uh, what I did was wrote down a couple of the things that were yelled out. Why the hell not? My, <laughs> my favorite one from years ago that um, he did was blowjobs. <laughs> how can you complain about blowjobs? He found a way. I wish I could tell you how to find that uh, little rant he did about that. You could look for it. I, I don't know where you'd, how you'd find it. It'd be difficult. Anyways, uh, in this one, there was apple pie and ice cream. His uh, argument quite often with, I think, apple pie is that Although it's good, in order for it to be great, it needs apple or it needs ice cream to accompany it. So uh, it can't sort of stand on its own. It needs it to uh, to have something to go with it. Whatever. He does it slightly better than that. Slightly more comedals. The other one was a properly hung door. Can he complain about that? Uh, he comes from a construction background. That might make more a little, a little more sense. <laughs> and last was, you know what? I actually can't remember if this was a complaint or not. But um, something he's going on and on about lately is a uh, cock-size windbreaker. Cock-size windbreaker, which it's funny. Twice now in two days, I have said something in the podcast that I have immediately known should be the title of this podcast. Uh, I don't think I can use cock in the title, though, because I don't think maybe iTunes likes swearing in the titles of their podcasts. Maybe I'll look into that. Jordan, mental note for yourself. Look into if you can have swear words uh, in the title of your podcast, because I don't know. Uh, what that is, I guess I should explain, is he wants, uh, I think this is just sort of relegated to the states, he wants every man over the age of 18 in the states to uh, get a sort of erect penis and put it into a graduated cylinder and measure the, the sort of length and girth with that by a, the uh, amount of water that is displaced. And then, <laughs> and then, there's more, but wait. And, and then, um, it'll be all sort of federally regulated, I guess, so you can't cheat. Then you will be issued a windbreaker with your uh, sort of cock-sized 
uh, your cock size ranking on the back of it, which you wear throughout the year. Uh, yeah, so, you know, why not do that? I can't think of a reason. Should uh, should obviously be a federally uh, funded uh, initiative that I think they should go ahead with. Yes. Okay, let's move on to a Vsauce. We love here within the Libro Cube our Vsauces, educational entertainment web series starring, uh, I wrote, I remember last time, not remembering the guy's name, so I wrote it down this time. Uh, his name is Michael. Michael from Vsauce. The bearded, bespectacled, um, bebalding, slightly dude. Uh, this episode was called something along the lines of the most dangerous places on Earth. He started with Everest, the top of Everest, which makes sense. Something he pointed out that was cool, though, is that for people to uh, to uh, travel to the top of Everest have to do so, do so in sort of stages over the course of uh, weeks or months, and that if, say, you or I or me or we were suddenly transported to the top, we would die uh, within... Um, I think he said three minutes because our lungs would just not get enough oxygen and would not be acclimatized to that. So that was interesting. Then he went with the one that right off the top of my head I thought he was going to say, which is the uh, Mariana's Trench, which is the deepest spot in the uh, Earth's oceans. So there you go. It's uh, in the Pacific kind of near Japan, sort of, if I do recall off the top of my head. It's not just that you would be in water and cannot breathe underwater. There's that, of course. However, the, the extreme pressures at that depth, depth would, I think he said, crush your lungs, but for some reason I thought when you're at that depth, it's like your whole body is sort of imploded. So, again, not good. Then one he said that, as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, duh, yeah, that's that's an obvious one. In lava. <laughs> yeah. So, that's a pretty dangerous spot to be in, inside inside a volcano. Duh. I didn't even, uh, that one never even popped in my head. But, uh, yeah, you gotta think of it. You're, uh, you're not gonna last very long in lava. Uh, he talked about plagues, uh, sort of once... I don't know if it's off-topic or slightly different topic, but got into plagues and what kills humans. And he pointed out something that I think came up in this podcast. Uh, somehow I remember talking about malaria. <laughs> I don't know why. And pointed out how it was like a super uh, deadly disease that kills more people than um, other diseases that, like cancer or AIDS or what have you. Uh, and he pointed out this fact, just to sort of go along with my, I don't know if mine was a fact so much as me thinking that I heard something along these lines. Uh, his fact was that more people have died from malaria than have died from anything else in the history of human history. So more people have died from malaria than have died from uh, AIDS, from cancer, from car crashes from uh, the plague, from from everything. So that is quite an interesting little fact. Something just popped in my head right now, too, about malaria, 
is, is it always fatal? I kind of didn't think it was. And what is the sort of ratio of getting malaria and dying and getting malaria and living? Hmm. Because it probably depends where you are in the world, too. Like here in Canada, if I don't even know if we have cases of malaria, but if I did get malaria, I'd probably be okay with our super amazing healthcare. Suck it, everyone who has worse healthcare. Okay, so let's move on to a new addition to things I will watch from now on. It seems that I quite often end up adding more than I do take away as far as shit from the internet that I watch every week, but that's just the way it goes. Just the way it goes. Sometimes it's hard to keep up, but I do what I can, and I enjoy doing it, so why the hell not? It is called The Busey Zone. The Busey Zone. Starring, you guessed it, Mr. Gary Busey. Gary Busey is, for me, the probably craziest um, person in existence that is not in a mental institution, if I had to guess. I love, love, love some of the shit that comes out of this guy's mouth. Um, it just... I don't know how to explain it. You you have to uh, sort of experience listening to things he says for yourself and come up with your own opinion. That's the only way um, sort of you can do yourself a service when it comes to Mr. Gary Busey and his crazy craziness. Uh, he had uh, on TV years ago, I guess it was, a show called I'm With Busey in which a guy, uh, I forget what his name was, just kind of hung out with him. And that was the show. And they filmed it. So he has since uh, stopped doing that. I believe in the uh, intervening years he has gone bankrupt. Uh, and now he's on YouTube doing, uh, doing videos. He's only been doing it for a couple of months now. I forget how I came across these. I think it was on the Cheeseburger Network. Don't know. Anyways, uh, he did a good, uh, good three, four minutes. They're all pretty short videos. Three, four minutes on, uh, inner tubes. As in, you know, inner tubes that you would say float around on inside in a river or a lake. You know, inner tubes. Uh, you probably think, how could anyone talk about inner tubes for three, four minutes and come across as, uh, either mind bogglingly insane or, um, no, not or. Or maybe a little genius thrown in there, too. No, I was going to say or, maybe a genius, but take out the or and put in and. And maybe a little bit of a, a gene, geniosity uh, poking through there. Poking through, as uh, he suggests, you cut a hole uh, and then kind of duct tape it so you can hang from underneath the inner tube and put your penis in the hole and have sex with it while you're floating around. For example, he is impressed by their multi-dimensionism of inner tubes. <laughs> uh, in another episode, he talks a little bit about uh, astral projection. He talks a little bit about uh, ham boning. <laughs> Just like a wide range of topics. Um, it seems, and I kind of hope, that it is going to be 
these videos will be sort of question and answer where people will send in questions. I sent in a question, so uh, my hope is that this has only been on for a couple of months and not too many people know about it and are sending in questions yet and mine gets on. And if it does, I will goddamn well bring it back here and we'll uh, talk about it. That's a guarantee. Let's move on to... not sure if we've talked about just cause before. That is the word just followed by cause. C-O-S. Uh, short for cosplay. Uh, with... oh, <laughs> this is perfect timing. We almost went the entire episode without mentioning Chris Hardwick and or his Nerdist Network on the YouTubes, in which this can be found. A little web series by the name of Just Cause with Chloe Dykstra, who I think is actually Chris Hardwick's girlfriend. Her, uh, his GF. I'm pretty sure that's the, the situation. Uh, good for him, because she is pretty goddamn attractive and super nerdy. Yowza. That's the double-fecta. Not, not as good as the trifecta, but uh, but it's up there. They have been filming a lot. Uh, a lot of their episodes took place at um, New York Comic Con. I think what they did is went to New York Comic Con and then filmed a bunch and then sort of broke it up into different themed episodes. Uh, good idea, good idea. You, uh, the theme of this one was cheap costumes, so it was pretty funny. Normally, when they're talking cosplay, it's these sort of elaborate, uh, sometimes beautiful, intricate, took a, a whole year for the person to make. This one was, a lot of the cases was just shit people found around the house, uh, but I liked it. It was funny. Oh, shit. Uh, can't see the road. Oh, you hear that? That, my friends, is a little anti-lock brakes, because I could not see the road. Uh, there was a... I wrote down some of them. There was a uh, box Batman, which was basically a guy who uh, put a box over his body and then painted Batman on it. <laughs> so you can see what we're dealing with here. There was a Nyan cat uh, girl, and that she had on cat ears and Pop-Tarts for a bra. So... That one wasn't too bad. <laughs> uh, shit. Well, you hear those anti-lock brakes are getting an overdrive today. Fucking hey. I'm almost home, though. Uh, there was a guy dressed as Starburns. If you know Starburns from the show community, he basically just drew on sideburns in the shape of a star and had a top hat. Starburns. There was... Master Roshi from Dragon Ball. I like that one. That one was uh, a little more... I guess it was cheap. Because it's kind of just a shirt and a white beard. And a cane. Still, he spent some money. Then there was Mermaid Man from Spongebob. Which did look pretty cheap. Okay, folks. I'm at home. That is all. That was a shitty, shitty drive home. But I don't care. Because I got a goddamn long weekend ahead of me. It is nice to be nice. To the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Libro Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address 
mail.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live long and prosper